Hello and welcome back to Mind of Success. I'm your host, Moni Millares, a Mexican-British living in Asia. I work in fintech and build digital banks from scratch. In my years in the industry, I've realized most of us are in a vulnerable financial position. However, building a business can be a catalyst for change. So I created this podcast. It's about business stories we do not talk about. I chat with entrepreneurs, CEOs, and experts about their journeys, struggles, and lessons to extract gems of wisdom and practical tools so that we can thrive and create the impact we want. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Today, we're going to talk about a very relevant topic, that is remote working. And it's not just a topic with anyone, but I've got with you, actually, I've got with you our very first Gen Set woman entrepreneur. Woo! <laughs> so uh, Yvette Pacheco is our guest today. Uh, she works currently as an account executive at Get On Top. That is a mix of a fintech and a tech company and a facilitator of remote working. So not only the topic of remote working is fascinating, but Yvette herself has a fascinating story and passion and zest for life. So she has to be in the show. So Yvette, welcome to the show. Thanks, Moni. Really nice to meet you and thanks for the time. It's such an interesting topic that I can sum it up for everyone. Thank you. Yes. And you're an expert on it. So that is amazing. So before we get started, uh, we met in a panel, like a fintech panel for Latin America. And then I was like, oh, I love the work that we're doing. We reconnected later. And then at some point I was like, oh, your story doesn't match like the perception that I have of you in my head. And I asked, how old are you? <laughs> and then you said like 23. <laughs> I was like, what? You're 23. <laughs> um, and you've done like so many things at just 23 that I find inspiring and fascinating. So let's go back at the beginning of your career. Even though you're 23, you already have like a very interesting career. Um, one of your dreams was to work in McDonald's. And yeah, I love, yeah. <laughs> but I loved how you used A, you made it happen. And then B, you used McDonald's as a platform to catapult your growth. Can you take us through that experience of why McDonald's and how did it help you grow? Nice, nice. I really love to tell this story to everyone. So in first place, I think that all of us are in that part of the path when we are finishing high school and then what goes next? My classmates and me were in the same story. So they were saying some kind of job positions they would like to start. Some said bank cashier, others administrative assistant but I I was thinking a little bit further like I was thinking that I need something to that helped me grow in that moment in Ecuador the startups and stuff 
it was just beginning. Now it's stronger, but so in that moment, I was not thinking startups, but I was thinking on growing fast. So what came to my mind was fast food restaurant. And which one is my fate? McDonald's. So I said, when they asked me, what would you like to work in like your first job? Well, I would like to start in McDonald's because I know someday I will work in something very, very important. And I can tell that I started from the very, very bottom. So like I was sweeping in the restaurant. I was attending the clients. I was doing everything. And I really loved it. I, I love to have the opportunity to change something in, in the place where I was uh, put in place. It's something that mm, now how this, the, did this help me to grow and to yeah. catapult my professional career? Well, something that it's kind of the culture of McDonald's is that everything is asked like with in a polite way, but in the fastest way possible. So it, it helped me to train myself to keep working with this kind of pressure. And I, and I did it with a lot of diligence that during my first month in McDonald's, I was promoted as human resources administrative assistant. And so that was something very remarkable for my first month ever in, in working in McDonald's. And to be chose there took more than that. Like I sent my resume five times to the restaurant. So I, I really work harder to get into and to show from day from since day number one that I, I deserve to keep growing there. Yeah. And I love your work ethic and your vision and your commitment. It's like, a, yeah, I'm here to grow and I'm going to make the most out of it. That is super cool. And then The other experience, it's not experience, but the other area of your life that actually shows that passion and commitment is sports. So you were a professional kind of a sports climbing person, <laughs> even before joining McDonald's. So you had that in you. Can you tell us what, how did sports shape you and your entrepreneurial career? Awesome. Actually, sport climbing came in the most crucial time in like when I was becoming a teenager. So I had this sport to help me shape myself. I, I learned to use time wisely since I was 11 because I have to train wow. in the morning and to go to school in the, in the afternoon. So my mom was like if you want to keep practicing your sport okay you are allowed to do so but you have to keep everything organized and of course continue studying yeah so i learned to use my time wisely also it helped me to shape myself to always like look to the top i know this sounds like kind mm. of a cliche like this metaphoric work but this is what climbers always do um you have seen probably sport climbers in movies or stuff but before climbing you will always see them like crazy people doing like this in the air why they before before they go to the wall they are planning how are they they're going to move interesting so they, they are and and when they find something that they are reading in the wall because that's called reading they They stop for a while and think of possible ways they can move and what do they need to 
to do or where do they need to stop so they can always reach to the top. And that uh, way that climbing taught me to be always thinking to the top and always planning ahead. And it's, it's something that I have, like it's part of me thinking when it's needed to post or what will be needed to change. So that, that is something, something that I train over and over again. And as, and as I climbed many times, an interesting value learned is that I fell several times. Oh, yes. Um, so there is a word called grip, like G-R-I-P. Yeah, great. Grip means like um, the passion and perseverance of keep trying or for uh, an objective. So when a climber tries, tries to, then fails down, then goes again, and then it happens the same. That is something that I trained for three years of going and falling and going and falling until you reach to the top. So grit, in, in other words, was taught in practice to me. And now I can see it in other areas of my life but I have learned of several falling down, but also many successful goes to the top. Yes. And I love that. You know what I love? A, I love your mindset, but what I love is this idea of not just going to the top because many people are like rushing, rushing. Sometimes I do the same, right? <laughs> so it's like you rush, 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 rush to go to the top, but you are very strategic you're saying hey as a climber you just don't go to the top you take the time to plan you slow down you assess and then you have kind of a idea of what is it that you're going to do and then you go to the top and then you become very comfortable with falling because that's just <laughs> part of the journey of climbing mm -hmm. you just like climb fall climb fall climb fall and that creates great I love and that's it. exciting because you said I'm a little bit closer to the top right now. So the next time I'll do it better. Oh, so you're saying failing in your mind has been reframed to it's exciting because I am closer to the top. <laughs> exactly. For example, in my job, when I'm getting a lot of no's, I, I, I said, Okay, this is good because I'm closer to a yes. So yeah, this, awesome. this doesn't matter for me. I love mm -hmm. that. And let's say that you, you said like falling and climbing has translated not only in many failure moments, but also in many successes. One of your first career success stories as we start moving more into the topic of remote working is your first job was in an M&A company and it was a remote work. So A, well done for getting an M&A work like job in, and you're just 23. And then number two, like you were in Ecuador working for a company in the US. How did that happen? And then can you tell us your trajectory of going to the top in that company? Oh, that's a... A very good question. So 
Well, I was finishing a volunteer service in Peru. So I arrived to Ecuador. The pandemic just started. Mm. I needed to work. And I was thinking, okay, what, what do I need to, to do? Um, I have several friends that work, that work there. Well, not friends, like friends of my friends. But I, I knew that the name of the company. So I created my LinkedIn profile. And I wrote a message to the owner, like, nice. okay, well, I, I do not have a lot of experience in, in the, your market, but I have learned these skills during the, my volunteer and I have a good English level. So you can talk, how can I help you? And well, the interview was good, but he said, I, I will hire you when I, I see your grades. If you have, if you have good grades, I'll hire you. So during that semester, I studied hard and he said, okay, yeah, you're in. <laughs> so basically he wanted to see if I'm someone responsible and they were completely open to give me the opportunity. MMA, of course, it's hard because it's a different kind of business development and the things that are sold there or by there and like work in a different flow. So what I basically did to, to, to be able to and help there and also to, to, did, to do my best, I had the commitment to reach that all the, the data was in order to, to talk to clients through cold calling or give them invitations to accept proposals. And yeah, it was, as I told you before, it was a lot of no's, but I'm closer to a yes. So and in doing that, time in, in an MMA, something key was that I had excellent leaders, like they were actually, they recommend me that book, Grit. They were always suggesting books. They were always like, okay, if you had an idea, let us know. And I always, I was always with the hand raised, like, okay, I, I can do something for this. And then I get to understood better the industry many things new, many tools and different kind of clients to attend. But actually that gave me the, the experience I needed to know to be now uh, with what am I doing? Like understanding that it's key to manage English, it's key to manage some skills. And the other part comes with with the flow of following the commercial process, that is always something that can be changing a lot, but it's, yeah. it's exciting. And I can tell it's exciting to have something that you cannot control at all. Like I cannot be in something that it's just in a perfect shape. I need something to, to be strategic with, to be looking for solutions. And so MMA taught me that. Yes, and I think that's kind of excellent career advice also for anyone who's just starting their career or at any point in their career that it's like, hey, stay curious. That's what you're telling me. It's like, I was always very curious. I had my hand up asking all these questions. I reached out to the leaders. They, take, they gave me books. I was curious about what is it that I could do in this company and how I could grow. And that is excellent advice. 
for anyone, basically stay curious. And as we speak, and I'm like, uh, yeah, looking at the age difference, it's like, that is what young people, e.g. gen sets may have more than we older people. (laughs) Exactly. Not super old, but like older, (laughs) that it's like, you still have that (laughs) zest and that curiosity. And actually we can learn tons from you because it's like, yeah, I used to be like that. I used to ask like all the questions and stay curious. And it's something that we need to continue to nurture you as, as a, someone that's just starting her career. It's like, that is key. And me, someone who's like in her middle of her career, it's like, that is key. Don't lose that curiosity. Awesome. That's like where both generations can. Yes, we match. (laughs) Exactly. So you've worked as a remote worker since the beginning of your career. What has worked and what have been the challenges of remote working? And with remote working, I do not mean I've been working from home for two years during the pandemic, because that has been everyone with remote working means I live in Ecuador and I work with a company in the US or I live in Ecuador and I work, you know, like properly remote working, location independence working with an established company. Well, we like the main challenges like that I had that I had felt in the very beginning was like the equipment. With what are you working? And, and this is an advice I can give to everyone that says, I'm, I'm sick of working in the office. I want to work remote. Yeah, and there are tons, tons of positions open globally. But first, being honest with yourself, like, is my equipment going to be able to to like give me the, the necessary capacity to work. So that was the first challenge for me. My equipment was basic to do some stuff in Microsoft Word. <laughs> and that, that was kind of a headache in the beginning. I had to invest, of course, in my equipment. Another problem or challenge I can tell is the, the network, like the internet connection. You have to, to be checking that. But for me, I think was kind of the nervous at the beginning because there is no one looking at you. They're, they're like, there are many things new for you. So be able to, to, to listen, to, to ask, as you said, <laughs> I had always asked to, to ask, to um, be, be honest that you are there to learn, but also they trust in you so and they they might be some challenges for other kind of companies like where do i find like my dream team someone that is committed to work so even if i'm not there looking at them doing their work but remote work works the thing is to organize ourselves to be able to complete tasks to to make it fun and that is also well. I can that, those are the challenges, but I can tell the advantages is that you can make it fun, like you can make your breaks or and make it a comfortable space. As as we talked previously, and if you if you make it like you you own it, like you are there and that's that's your office, that's your space, and it, it won't feel 
heavy to adjust to that kind of model. I started with small things like having my, my planner, my, my post-its, and my, my own space, the, the chair, the chair is very, very important. Yes. So that, those things, those small things that we can tell, uh, but how will this change remote work? That changed a lot. Um, now I, I, am, I, I can tell that I, I'm not leaving remote work for a very, very long time, probably <laughs> ever. Hopefully, because that's what, that's the, I love that, like, you're just, like, you started your career remote working, and then you're like, no way, I'm not leaving remote working. And then we, that we did not start as remote workings, we're like, hey, I would love to do remote working, work from anywhere in the world for any company, it doesn't matter where I am, which leads me very nicely to get on top. This is a company that you work for, but they are, they are very exciting. I want to call them a fintech, but they are much more than a fintech. They are a fintech, but they are also, uh, I'll let you explain what is Get On Top and the work that they are doing that is really cool. Well, nice. On top, what, on top of that, it's that covers the entire cycle of making a company global to work, like, like making remote work work. So what do we cover? Since the recruitment of candidates that they want, like their dream team, we cover the, the hiring process, all the paperwork, it's on us. We have all of that ready to anyone that wants to hire employees or contractors. They have both and also the payroll. Yes. So let me stop there. That means that if I am a company in, let's come up with a country. I'm a company in Denmark and I meet an amazing talent, like you say, in uh, like you in Ecuador. And usually there's a barrier because it's like, how am I going to hire and pay to this amazing talent in Ecuador and then and make it legal and transfer the money? Like it's painful. And what you're saying is basically your company sorts that out. I just go to you, we sign a agreement and then you ensure that I can hire anyone in the world you give me the the um, basically the agreement everybody's legal and on top of that you help me to pay them in their desired not desired currency but even better for many people uh you help me pay them in a wallet in dollars which is cool especially for people in developing countries, let's say. It's like in all Latin America, I'm sure that people are very happy to get paid in dollars. Probably the same in Africa, probably the same in, Latin, in, in Asia. So that is cool. Can you guide me through your fintech solution, the wallet? How does that work? The wallet is the best way to pay someone that works remote because Basically, what the wallet does is that gives freedom to the contractors. That is something absolutely different as anything that had been decided to pay contractors. So the wallet gives them the opportunity to save in dollars there with no commission fee by us. And there is no limit, no amount, minimum or maximum. 
and they are able to manage the money and transfer it wherever they want. So that's that's freedom. They can move it to their bank. They can move it if, if they want to PayPal or to Payoneer or in cryptocurrency. That is also, also something that is talked a lot right now. And we we give them that that opportunity, and also um, we we give them our on top Visa card which means that we give them our digital card that works in whatever platform that accepts Visa, they are able to, to buy in seconds. They can transfer their money with no charges by us and start using it. So I, I can be honest with you. I had been like working remotely before and this is the, the, the way that, that contractors can be committed. They can feel comfortable. They can feel that, oh, this, X solution is taking that percentage of my payment. I don't like this. That happens. Yes, that's a great point because what you're describing is this is a great solution for any freelancers, gig economy that they are working remotely because basically I work remotely. If uh, I can get like the benefits of a working remotely, be the benefits of probably like working having exposure to all these companies across the world. I'm not limited within just my geography and I get paid in dollars in a wallet that has a card. So basically I can use my card in anywhere that accepts Visa. And at the same time, I can receive my salary in the wallet and transfer it to anywhere that I want, whether that's PayPal, a bank account, and like you said, any crypto, other crypto wallets. That is cool. I think that's cool because yeah. like we'll be moving towards like this world. I want to move towards that world. And I'm sure like many other people want to move towards that. It's like, I want to work with any company in the world. And that and actually to, to feel that you you are care about, like we don't we worry because like by the company that they have everything covered, that they save time. And we also commit to help the contractor to feel that they are cared by our platform that we give them perks discounts with partners like we we want them to feel feel safe feel that they are in in the best place to work that is remote work can you expand on that what type of advice could you give to any companies that are looking to attract talent to work remotely for them Good, good question. So the, I think that the main advice I can give is to be open and to talk about your culture. Like culture, yeah. probably some people think that this sounds like the, the brand, like the marketing of the company, but the culture is what calls the attention of, of the contractor or the employee or whatever. Like if they can feel in, in a short place, if they can feel that, okay, this will be remote, but I feel that I belong to this and this is a, a greatest cause that I'm, I'm working on. It's more, it's more like, like than working. It's I'm doing something to improve this X industry, for example. That, that will be point number one. Um, point number two that I had heard from several clients, it's to be 
and generous with salaries. Like, no, I don't mean that to give $1 million to someone, but to recognize their efforts, bonus and extra payments, or uh, giving them education uh, opportunities, that is something people value. What that means, um, I mean with that, is that um, a company that gives you the opportunity to start this kind of certificate of one month. And the person will do so and will be thankful because someone invests in their education and that is something yeah. no one can take of them. Like you can give them a bottle with the logo of the brand. You can give them uh, pencils and stuff. They will like it, of course. They won't say, I don't like it. They will say, okay, I, I like this. But if you invest in their education, if you if you are giving them bonuses and, and stuff like that, they're going to be motivated. And this is something many clients of mine that are CEOs had told me, like, I invest in their education because I want them to be the best version of themselves. I don't want them just to be the best version for one day of work or just to accomplish and the monthly goal. I want them to keep studying and to learn because that is something no one can take away of them. I totally agree with you. That's such a very good point. Like you can go through ups and downs in life and stuff may happen. Uh, now that it's like difficult financial times for many people, it's like you may be financially tight. You may have lost a business or partial business or your job, but your trajectory your education, what you've learned, your experience, the good and the bad, absolutely no one can take that away from you. Like, that's it. You it have lasts. the experience. <laughs> it's within you. Like, that stays with you forever, which is extremely important. So, yeah, you just talked about advice for companies to attract talent, basically, to work remotely. Let's go to the other side of the conversation. If I am someone who I, well, let's say someone like awesome that I wear, like we are used to working and going to the office, like non-remote work. What's your advice to move from non-remote into properly location independence, remote work for anyone looking? Okay. Nice. Um, I will I'll probably sum it up in three steps. And first, as I told, Check your equipment. <laughs> that with that you save a lot of time and a lot of headaches. <laughs> Update your LinkedIn. LinkedIn has to be like with every single detail of had what had you solved or what projects had you developed. Everything described in there, because that's what the recruiter looks for: keywords, something that shows that you are someone outstanding, that you are someone and different because everyone can have a LinkedIn in blank, that's easy. But if they see you're, that you're someone that invests time to complete your LinkedIn in English, that's my recommendation. If you are someone that has uploaded all the certifications or all the languages that you speak, that will give you more opportunities to connect with someone in Denmark that you could never imagine because you have English or all the, the languages uploaded there. So, yeah. and that would be probably advice number three, like keep, keep training yourself. Like 
everything I, I think everything is centered in in education because everyone it's it's training continuously like the market is extremely competitive and you need to show that you are standing out like that you're someone with and the most new understanding of this topic so there are tons of tons of platforms that give free certifications or trainings or courses and stuff regarding your your career like you will need to make a bachelor's degree or another bachelor's degree to show that you are someone with good understanding of those topics keep earning those small like little by little and yeah. that showed you are someone qualified and with good understanding of wisely use of time yes and basically you're saying and go online don't use the excuse of i don't have the money i don't have the time to go and study a master's degree in this topic it's a go online i agree with you there's like so many sources online starting with youtube <laughs> followed by I'm starting with youtube <laughs> yeah you can let me give you an example i went to an event last week and one lady that was one of the um, exponents she said don't waste your time with social media that won't give you money what will give you money education so you know what am i doing when i'm like, taking a shower i'm not listening to music i'm not going to lie sometimes i listen to music but when my like my and routine of taking a shower is that I'm listening something like um, a talk or whatever kind of uh, exponent in that in the in the third language that I'm learning. So what are you learning um, now? Well, this said that the exponent she's learning German. Ah, ah, okay, that's her saying that it's her routine. Yeah, routine. but right now I'm learning Portuguese or trying to learn, so I took seriously her advice because and it's investing a lot of time in in social media. Well, I think all of us had done it like five minutes a day at least. But and give your yourself a little bit of time. Probably try five minutes or ten, like divided in small parts but that will give you extra value and you'll outstand. And actually you feel okay with yourself. Like probably I was unemployed, but I was investing in me. I was investing in keep learning. My education, yeah. Yeah, and that's key. Investing in your education will help you keep growing and reinventing yourself. That is equally important. Reinventing, that's the thing. <laughs> yes. So one of the things that I love about your trajectory is it's not only about growth and going to the top and education, but it's also about giving back and having impact. And you've demonstrated that since very young with a volunteering experience. You went to Peru. Um, what has been the impact of that volunteering experience in your life? I, I really love to talk about service. Well, volunteer taught me that I need to forget about myself. That's the, the summary of that. If we keep focusing on thinking on me, on me, and what am I going to receive next? Nothing is going to happen. And you won't feel the, the joy of like seeing that someone grows because you help them. 
because you make us a pause in your life to go and, and to understand them and to, to know their needs. I had served in the Ecuadorian Red Cross and in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in, in Peru. So in, I, I can sum it up in, in that, that we can empathize with people better, that we can put ourselves in theirs and said, okay, this person is struggling or this person actually is teaching me something that I didn't recognize before. That is equally important. We, we are always learning from everyone. And if we do not make those pauses, we can lose those opportunities. So what I can advise is to find a time for yourself to, to serve. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to be honest, but everything that you told to me is going to be connected with remote and platforms because <laughs> there are also several opportunities to serve in Remotely. just one click away. Yeah. Oh, can you expand on that? Like, because like when we think volunteering, we think, I think like two topics, two ways of volunteering. One is like, oh, what am I going to do this weekend? And basically go to the children's home and then help, right? Or you're like, oh, I'm going to donate money to this cause that I like. That's kind of a, a consistent thing that you can do without disrupting your life. Another thing is like you did, you move countries and you go for a specific period of time to volunteering for a specific cause. That is super cool too. And now you're introducing a third one that of course I hadn't thought about, but you did, <laughs> that it's remote volunteering. Can you expand on yeah. that? It's like, where do we find those and how does that happen? Well, basically, and by being mentoring or tutoring someone, there are tons of people available, starting from LinkedIn. There are many people uh, wanting you to advise them how to start remote working. Like I can see that as a service, not as my work because they are not my clients. I, I'm just helping them to, to find ways to be hired remotely by companies with, with these kind of positions. Uh, starting from that, there are tons of uh, non-profit organizations with actually their donate now buttons set up. Of course, we have to make a research and stuff. Being honest, what I, what I would really love to be built is like the, the most strongest um, and center of like all the classifications of service, where do I find them? Um, how can people have access to this easily? So as I told you, when we talked previously, I, I would really love to have my, my own app and platform. And I would really love someone design something similar to this to, to, to make surf easy, like to everyone make volunteering can easier, yeah. Remote volunteer. So you're saying it could be awesome to have a remote volunteering app. Yeah. Go and build it, Yvette. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we, can, we, we can do so. <laughs> yes. Um, so as we approach towards the end of the episode, if I ask you to close your eyes and then put your hand in your heart, what's your dream for the world in the next 10, 10 years? Oh, Oh, my dream, <laughs> my dream is that everyone can have access to the same opportunities. And with this, I mean, 
access to education, work, and to be able to connect with others. Um, that would be a dream where everyone can meet up and realize how can they give value to others. Like building networking, but with a more sincere and generous way. So I think we are in that path because yeah. and that's happening through all the net that like network, social media that builds that. But in the other side, and that can be strongest and that can be reachable to other territories. With this, I mean that there are many people I have met that had never used LinkedIn or wow. or platforms so when like this is wow. why i tell you every time you talk to me i talk about platforms or remote something like and this access to internet to opportunities everything is just one click away another kind of service i did to give you a greater idea about this i gave in free english classes on a small city close to the beach like one hour far from my city and they they had all the enthusiasm to learn actually they were very smart they learned very very fast the only thing that the only problem was the zoom call to connect to a platform that gives you these classes for free without the need that, that someone goes. Of course, I enjoy going there, but if every single territory can have internet connection, that will be a dream came true in the next 10 years. I love that. It's like internet connection for everyone, ideally yeah. for free, in the ideal <laughs> exactly. world of dreaming. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Everyone will have tons of opportunities with that. Yes, because if the future of the work is remote, then you have to have internet. It's just like electricity. Exactly. And good internet. Awesome. Well, Yvette, it's been an absolute pleasure having you in the show. I think it's been inspiring. It's been eye-opening. It's been kind of, like I said, you are the first gen set in the show. And it, <laughs> I could see even like the, the mindset Like, you know, those things that you read online that describe the gen sets. And I'm like, she's the living proof. <laughs> It's been a fascinating episode. Thank you so much. And before we go, where can we find you? And if anyone wants to work with you in onboarding uh, people remotely, where can they find you? And where can you tell them more about the work you do? Okay, basically, on my LinkedIn profile, it's Yvette Pacheco Albuja. So I think Moni is going to uh, mention okay. me on the post. Yes. And I, I can give you my phone number. I have no worries to, to share my phone number. Let's not say it publicly in the podcast just for safety reasons. <laughs> But Alba, Alba. <laughs> I'll share it with people if they come to me. <laughs> okay, okay, nice. nice. But uh, your email, your LinkedIn. 
Yeah, my, my LinkedIn, you have it on the description with, with Monica, my LinkedIn, my email, you can just email me and say, okay, I want to recruit someone or I have already the person, I want to hire them. How do I make it legal and to pay them? And I can move everything so you can have it quickly and, and saving a lot of time and money. Missy, yes. Well, Yvette, thank you so much for your time. Everyone, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Remember to share, like, and go into our TikTok channel where you can binge watch <laughs> the rest <laughs> of the podcast. Okie dokie, everyone have an amazing week and see you soon. Ciao, ciao.